a lot of the things that I'm doing or I talk about or the way that I format things is exactly the same, whether I call myself a productivity coach or a business coach, but I actually started out as a life coach and then realized that it just really turns me on and excites me to work with people who are excited about moving towards something in their career. That really turns me on. And that's why I focus on business and professionals rather than on life. And the benefit is that honestly, I get to have my cake and eat it too, because as you know, Joanna, when I'm working with someone on their business, then all the life stuff comes along. I don't put it in separate boxes. We're taking it all, so we get to do both. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're live. There we go. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. I am your gal, Joanna Vargas. And today I have somebody very special in my life. She Mm -hmm. came into my life where I was at a place where I was asking questions about my business. Now, true story. I remember noticing that business coaches were were a thing. And I remember asking, you know what? That sounds really cool. I wonder where I can find one of those. And no joke, a couple days later, I'm at an event and Marianne Evan Jeff is up and she's speaking to us at this event called Power Babes. And I walked up to her afterwards and I just started to grill her with 47 questions. And then after that, you know, I joined her group and it's been magic ever since Mm. maybe 10 to 15 years ago. I don't even know I was thinking about it, but welcome Marianne to the get up girl. Thank Thank you for being here. It's really good to be here. It's really good to be here. And I so admire what you're doing. It's fantastic to watch you with all the interviews and really bringing more vulnerability out into the awareness for people, because I think a lot of times people think that um, there's like this trajectory that goes like this, like I have an idea and then everything's great. And it isn't like that. The evolution of us, whether it's working towards a business or a career or personal goals, it tends to be up and down. And the more that we hear stories of people and we learn about how it is about getting up and getting up and falling down and getting up. I think that allows us all to be able to create more momentum for ourselves. So thank you for for bringing that to the front and forefront. That means a lot to me. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Because I was talking to my boyfriend, my partner the other day about, uh, you know, certain people in my life that have played a like a hand holding, that's not the energy that I want to give, but somebody that has helped guide me through my journey. And you have been somebody that has been pivotal on how I've molded my life, my, my words, my wisdom, my journey. And so I'm really glad that we're going to be able to chat today. 
And before we, you know, we press record, she and I, Marianne and I were like, let's just talk about whatever comes up. Right? <laughs> and I love how you said, you know, the, the journey is up and down and crazy left and right and all which ways and circles and infinities and back and forth. Marianne is one of the people I would say like on my fingers, right? That I honestly and truly could say that she's seen every side of me and that I am not afraid to show every side, the actual like ugly, ugly, ugly. And then like the, the getting back up side. And I want to go back to what you said about the evolution because you, you are a productivity coach started off as a business coach. Now, Marianne, can you tell us what shifted you? Because I know you, but the listeners that are listening, I mean, you have reinvented yourself so many times more than Madonna, as we all have, right? So how did that come about? So honestly, it, it's funny because reinvented myself. And yes, it can look very much like that. But what I see it as, is it's really peeling off layers of the onion. So if you look at from day one, when I started with a group of women at um, one of the small business association groups, they were like, can you do something for the women once a month? I'm like, sure, fine, absolutely. And from, from that day, almost 15 years ago to today, a lot of the things that I'm doing or I talk about or the way that I format things is exactly the same, whether I call myself a productivity coach or a business coach, but I actually started out as a life coach and then realized that it just really turns me on and excites me to work with people who are excited about moving towards something in their career. That really turns me on. And that's why I focus on business and professionals rather than on life. And the benefit is that honestly, I get to have my cake and eat it too, because as you know, Joanna, when I'm working with someone on their business, then all the life stuff comes along. I don't put it in separate boxes. We're taking it all, so I get to do both. But yeah, the, the reinventing has just been, it's, you know, I think at the beginning, at the very, very beginning, a lot of it was, oh my gosh, this isn't working and um, I need to say it differently or be something different or what am I? I think a lot of professionals struggle with what am I, especially when you provide a service. Because it's not like, oh, I'm selling these notepads or it's this tangible object. So I struggled with that about figuring out who I was. Um, but when I look back now, I see that it was all just the same things. It's the principles of owning who you are. I love that, Marianne. That's very much as I, because I'm. it's just always so different. But yet it's the same underlining thing. I keep saying the same thing. What I know is that I'm just confusing people because I, I don't know what to tell people that I do. And you know that I'm doing 42 different things. People are like, what do you do? I do it all. And that is my own living in my little record of what do I do? And it's really falling in love with, well, I do it all. And just the other day I was at a party and they're like, well, Joanna, you just need to focus on one thing. And my body just like went, no. I don't want to focus on one thing. Shut up. Like I wanted to fight. I'm like, what is that? 
Perry and I got really curious on like, what was that fight energy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm going to take a stab at it because I do know you pretty well, Joanna. And I will say that it was fantastic when you first came to me. You, you not only did you ask me all those questions, then then it was like interrogation, and you and I love it. It's that passion, it's that clarity, and that challenging of me, and and getting really clear on how I could be on your team, how I could help you in any way, and you got really clear about it. But I remember at the beginning, I was quite adamant, and I said we work on one business at a time, because in terms of me working with someone else. I find it really muddies the water when you're working on more than one thing at one time with them in terms of, you know, of course there's different little projects and things like that. But, you know, if I'm working on multiple businesses with someone, you already, as you just said, Joanna, are working on all of these things and, and that's fine. But then someone can help you better if it's one person working on one thing. I know you've experienced that by bringing different people on to fulfill different roles in your company. But back to the question you were just asking, right? Why do you feel that strong, like, no, I want to do all of them? Perhaps it's because you feel like when somebody's telling you that you can do one thing, what you're hearing is you can't do all the other things. Yes. And you want to do it all. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I believe that we can do it all. It's that fine line of um, how fast do you want to go? Because if you, it's almost if you're in a hot air balloon, right? If you want to go a little faster, you got to throw some of those bags out, those mm -hmm. sandbags. And so if you want to go a little faster, traditionally what I have seen is at least at the beginning to get the momentum going, focusing on one thing or a few things at a time will create more momentum. Mm -hmm. Now, once you've got that going, it, it is easier to bring in other things. But putting your energy or your focus on one thing at a time does tend to help. But maybe, I mean, did it feel like somebody was saying, you can't do these things? That That's what you were hearing when, when that you was the energy. That yeah, on that. And you're absolutely right, because I have learned with you, like I'll take sprints with certain things and the other things are just on pause. They're, yeah, they're on a different. Uh, what is that when you're cooking food? This one's on the. This was on, on the stove. rings of the stove, right? We put it on the back burner. Mm -hmm. okay? I, I'm a real, that's a phrase I use all the time because I, I tend to attract, and I am like you, excited about so many things, tenacious, hungry. What can I do? I want to do this. And I have this idea. There's no lack of ideas. But what I have really learned over the time, over the years, and I've preached about it this whole year and I am not going to stop. And that is this idea of enjoying the journey yes. because yes, we can white knuckle it and we can, as women, especially, we can really bring it on and kill ourselves. And you know, it's bittersweet because we think then we've attained this thing, bam, and it will be so awesome. But I've raised my standard so much over the last decade to the point now where I, I demand that I enjoy the journey. I demand it. And it, and that means you have to have time and space. You cannot do that and do 50 things mm. and enjoy the journey. Time and space, Marianne. That's one big takeaway that I have received with working with you is the white space. And like, yeah. and you've seen my arc, many arcs, but the big arc of 
I was successful on paper, yet I was not enjoying the journey. But Marianne, I thought I was enjoying the journey. I really did. I know it's tricky because we have dysmorphia. I think we have dysmorphia about quite a few things, but particularly, I think we have time dysmorphia, Mm. which is this idea. I mean, one of the big things I do with my, with the membership and with all the tools and what I write about is about really mastering our time. And what I mean by that is not getting so ninja at it that you're doing all of these hacks that you can get more done. Yes, that's a side effect, but it's really managing your expectations. You know, so often we just were talking about this this morning. Uh, It feels like we can teleport from one place to another. We don't account for the time it takes to get somewhere. And even in, in, in a time where maybe we're not going as many places, there's, there's time that it takes to settle from one task to the next and enjoy having this interview with you and not have it be within 50 different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked me if I could do this at a certain time. I counter offered you with 30 minutes later because mm. I wanted to breathe. Got it. I wanted to enjoy it. So I think there's this dysmorphia with how much time we think things take and just like if we were anorexic and we have to get used mm. to that the, the vision that we see in the mirror um, is is not the true reality. And only we can make that shift. No, you know, I know from experience, people telling me you're doing too much. It, it goes through one ear and out the other. It, you have to learn it through your own experience. And so what I do is I provide the tools so that people can see in black and white from their own experience using the tools. Oh, I said I would do these things and this is what happened. I don't feel bad, but now I have some more information and I can see what is possible. And then to go back what you, you said about the, dis, the, and I said dysmorphia about how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. I think because of the mentality of positive mindset um, and really getting really good at being happy and upgrading our lives through all of the personal development work that we do. I think we are happy. I think that we can be doing a lot and be happier. Um, and so it, it's sometimes it can be hard to see that we're burning ourselves out. Mm. Sometimes we don't realize until it physically starts affecting mm. us. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you're so right. Because a couple of years ago when I got sick and that was like, sick, not working for three months. And Marianne, that three months felt like three days. Mm. Talk about time dysmorphia. Three months just to go and to not literally be able to work. It was such a gift. And it was like everything that I had learned and that you had facilitated with me finally made sense. And I'm so grateful that I know one of my superpowers is showing up. Hence the get up girl and everybody listening. Marianne is the one that came up with the get up girl. She is a (laughs) wordsmith. That is her superpower. She came up with live fully my tagline. I mean, she pulled it out of me, right? But yet she was was able to, to see that. And it was, it was such an, like, it just rang. It was, it pinged me. And That is my superpower is like, I keep showing up. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. And so I know that when I finally got it and look, we're, we're, we're never going to have it perfect. Like Abraham says, he said, no, don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to, we'd be bored to death. Mm -hmm. Right. But I thought I had it and I'm like, wait, wait, no. And now I, 
work out like that, Marianne. My fitness, I tell my clients, you're never going to have a perfect squat. It's never going to be perfect. It's your, it's, uh, your push-up's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be. And it's finally like, yes, that's the whole fun of the journey is finding that perfect squat and you're never, ever going to have it perfect. And so that is one thing that I did take away from you. Gosh, there's so many things I want to talk about. Oh, another, I know. <laughs> so another thing that I've taken away from Marianne, because literally I could say this is all, all the things that I've learned from Marianne is that you asking, what is your favorite moment? And that is my, that's my question I ask every day to my boyfriend. It's like, what's your favorite moment? We do it every mm. single day. It's like brushing our teeth. And it is such a cool gift to receive what he is saying and then to go back and replay the day. And the fun part is when you have four favorite moments and I do, I'll go, I have four. I'm just going to say them. And then you end up having another hour conversation instead yeah. of, you know, watching mindless television at night. Where did you get that? Because you're always talking about your favorite moment of the year, favorite moment of the quarter, the month. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember. I've been asking that for so long now. Um, I think what's happened over the last 15 years is that I've gone, I, I, I'm reading so many other books and um, just exposing myself to so much other personal development work and ideas and programs that I've just been really on the lookout for questions and refining the questions. I mean, if you, the planner that all the members get and that I've created, um, it, it's full of questions. And, and what I've learned is that questions like that one are so powerful. I don't know where that one came from, but um, I, I think an, another really good one, you know, they're all so good in the weekly evolution. I mean, I, I, over the last 15 years, I've refined it down to seven for uh -huh. everybody to ask themselves every week. And it is like gold. Those questions mm -hmm. really cut through. Another one of them is like, what did you put energy into last mm -hmm. week or last mm -hmm. year or however you, you want to use the question? Because um, what's interesting is talking about focusing on one thing, if, uh, you could put energy into something, but without doing anything yeah, and that can be a positive or a negative. I mean, it could suck the life out of you if you're worrying about something and you're not doing anything towards it. It's just there. Mm -hmm. And, and that's something that took maybe most of your energy last week, didn't go anywhere, but it hijacked you. Or it could be that if you've been really focused on your one thing and this is my one main thing for this week or whatever, even if you don't take any literal action on it because you've, you've just defined it as that, mm -hmm. then often things will happen energetically and you've put energy into something without actually doing very much. But I love questions to go back to what you were asking. And I'm not sure where that one came from, but I just, curiosity. That's how I pull nice. things out of people. I ask questions. But I love how you said it hijacked you. The energy, it hijacked you. Wow. You talked about the seven questions in the weekly evolution. Cause every Monday I join your group, go live. And so that we can look back a little bit at our week and then look forward at the week coming up. Yeah. Those seven questions. Give us one more. So everybody listening, because I think these yeah. are great to go with your partner, so your bestie, so your family, like on a Sunday dinner to ask these yeah. questions. Rather, we're sitting yeah. around asking, you know, how is your day? Like pff, boring. 
<laughs> you see questions when you pick up your kids from school, like what's a question that you can ask them from your weekly evolution? Yeah, I, I, another one is, what would you do if you could have a do-over? That's the one I was thinking. Yep. And I think it's a little bit of a tricky one because we're all pretty evolved now. So mm -hmm. we know that whatever happened and showed up and how it went was the best way it could have gone. So I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong that yeah. needs fixing. But I find that if I look at, you know, I think that could have felt better. It's like you're you're just really scanning for how you can upgrade things. It's a way to look for upgrades. And if something didn't work out the way I wanted it to, then I can go, how could I have a do, what would I do differently? It was all good. And and being then as specific, this is the key, as specific as possible. And Joanna, I know you've heard me use this example before, but my best example is when I ran out of gas. You know, I was driving to Arizona with my daughter and I, Arizona on the 10 has this chunk of time where there's no, there's no gas stations. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> I got it. So much. So running out of gas and if I had a, now it worked out fine. We laughed our way through it. It wasn't the end of the world. It, it added to the trip. It gave us a good story. All good. That's how we can be positive. We can enjoy it. But still, you know, ultimately be better if you didn't run out of gas. So then I get to trace that back instead of just settling with that answer. And that's what I do a lot with all of you ladies is you'll give me one answer. I'm going to unwrap it and get to the next answer because, oh, I would have, if I could have a do over, I would have put gas in the car. No, I'm not going to accept that. I want to hear exactly what mm. would you do differently. And when I retraced it back, I realized it was a, the day before and exactly when I had that pivotal choice point when I could have put gas in the car. And that was the domino that would have got me going in a different direction. Wow, that's good. See, little nuggets like that. And I'll be like, got it. Little things like that that I have received from you over the years. It's like, mm. you're absolutely right. Because I would have gone, well, I would have put gas next time. No, 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 let's go. And what was yeah. it? And what happened? And what went through your brain? I was driving here and I thought, no. And what was it? Because whatever the reason was, oh, Next time I could choose different. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You're just, you're just pre when you, when you use that do other question, you're basically rewiring your brain so that you have other choices available when you are in a similar position in the future. I love mining things for gold. I look back to mine things, mine things for gold, not, not to, you know, go, Oh, what's, where's the origin of this? And, how did I learn to not put gas in my car and what limiting beliefs get in my way? Not that. We're not looking back for that. Yeah. We're looking back for other choice points so that we can load them up into our software and then we have those available to us in the future. I like how you said mining for gold. I know you say that mm -hmm. often, but I remember when I went to not scary, not berry farm when I was a mm -hmm. young child and they have like this mining for gold. Yeah. 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 I was like eight years old. And I always remember that the gold was so tiny and they're like, look, you found one. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> it's so small. Like in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to get this big rock. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, I'm thinking of that. Like it's so tiny, but yet it's worth so much. So that's what I was. I never, even though you said it a million times to me, I see it that way. We're mining for gold, the tiny dots that could change and re 
wire our brains. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you like a book and vice versa, but everybody listening, I, I, I want to go into your story because it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. One, that you're a speaker and that you went on to that competition. What, what was the competition that you were in? It was the World Championship of Speakers World Championship, basically. The international one. It was international contest. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. You yeah. Got, yeah. Was it second place or? I got, um, they have different rounds. So I got through to um, the, I, I forget what it was called, but I was in the top 200 in the world. Wow. Um, and uh, got knocked out at the same point two years in a row. <laughs> so that was like my feeling. So then I took a, I took a year off. <laughs> As we all did. <laughs> Uh, and then she's done a one woman show. You, yeah. I mean, so many things. But yeah, you started drinking. Gosh, how old were you? In like twelve years old? I, no, eight. I was. I was eight. I was eight. And and um, it. You know, I grew up in England. In case you didn't notice some weird accent here, I've been here thirty five years now. I think more than that, maybe. Um, and I, you know, I I grew up in England, and I always had that like hunkering like hankering for more um and i grew up enjoying acting and as an actress in england but always feeling like i could never was quite making it i was always feeling disappointed i I was um not getting where i wanted to go and i didn't understand why and having been introduced to alcohol it's common in england you know at eight years old it, it it may be a little different now but a shandy is beer and fizzy lemonade mixed together. Well, that's what you give the kids in the pub. That's what they drink. They drink beer. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't a, a, unusual for me to be drinking at that age. But for me, that became something which made me feel better. I, I enjoyed how it made me feel when I would keep butting up against this, wanting more but not being able to achieve it in my life. And that just got more and more and more momentum. And so by the time I was almost 40, I was drinking two of those, uh, one of those big two liter bottles of red wine, one of those at least a day. Um, Usually that wasn't quite enough. So then I would have a few glasses of the next bottle or whatever I could find. It didn't even matter, but it was very high functioning. So I would drink until I passed out. And then I would get up the next morning. I had a daughter. I had have a very, I still have a daughter. (laughs) I have a very happy marriage. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And I would just go out and do it. I was starting my business at that time as well. So it was very high functioning, but it just got to the point where I just felt so much guilt and shame. And instead of it being the acting that was the thing that I was feeling disappointed and wasn't getting far enough ahead with, um, it had shifted into being a business owner and not feeling like I was getting ahead where I wanted to, you know, especially when you're just starting a business, you know, everybody thinks that it just takes a little while. It takes a long time to really get some momentum. So um, I just was contending with this guilt and shame, guilt and shame, guilt and shame, which just put, swung me into more have a drink the next night. And there was a pivotal moment. One one day I was chatting with my husband in the kitchen in the afternoon before I'd had a drink yet. 
And he said something to me and I, and, and I realized that it is a conversation we'd had the night before, but I had, I could not remember that conversation. And I realized that it happened for quite a while, but I didn't want to admit it to him. So then that's when I started just stop talking to him as much. And that was bottom for me. That was when I hit bottom, when I realized it, 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 to avoid him knowing the person I love the most on the planet meant that I had to pull back away from him. And that's when I really decided I want to do something about it. And so I remember his family has a tradition of making sausages. They're German. And so <laughs> he, he was going with my daughter. They were going to Fresno to make sausages with the family. And I wasn't going, I had something else going on. I'm vegetarian anyway, so not really big deal to make sausages for me. <laughs> and I remember kissing him goodbye. I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm gonna figure this out. And we hadn't had a conversation about it. It hadn't been something he'd been pushing me or telling me I needed to do, but we both knew in that moment what I was talking about. And he just kissed me. He didn't demand anything. And I gathered all the books that that night, I, I love books. I've got them all here. Self-improvement, productivity. <laughs> I had piles of books around mm -hmm. me, probably mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50 books piled all around me. And I got a whiteboard. I had a big whiteboard there. <laughs> and my solution to quitting drinking, and bear in mind, decades and decades of alcohol, gone a year in AA. I'd done a lot of things at this point, but still here we were. Mm -hmm. So this time around, I decided I was going to read all the books and get the pith, the, the message, the little piece from each one, almost like being a detective and mm -hmm. that that would, that would give me what, what I needed. Right. And so I picked up the first book and I started reading and then I realized how ridiculous that was. I'm going to sit here and read 30, 40 books write down the pith on the board and <laughs> and I realized I would be here till the end of my life yeah. <laughs> and I might be dead of liver disease so yeah. it wasn't really gonna help me but there was something that happened in that moment as I had that aha this is ridiculous there was something that happened where I had this moment this aha moment where I suddenly realized can I swear here are we swearing? Are we not yeah, swearing? <laughs> I'll put the E. <laughs> okay. So I, I suddenly in my head, I, I was like, what is the answer? What is the answer to this? And then the aha was, I don't even know what the fuck the question is. And in that moment, mm. I realized why I had been struggling for so long because I'm desperately seeking an answer, but I haven't gotten clear on what the question is. And that's when my love and fascination, and I really understood the power of questions and how if we are struggling with something, a question it gets the wheels from being stuck in the mud. And after that moment, I didn't have a drink and I never drank since. And honestly, I don't check off, oh, it's been 10 years and five days. I have no idea, it's been over 10 years. I have no idea which day it was. None of it matters. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. The mm. hardest part was getting to that point. But once mm. I made that choice and I had that moment, everything changed. So it really allowed me to see how powerful 
getting clear on a question and using questions, even sometimes you use questions, you don't even get an answer, but mm -hmm. you loosen things up enough that you get in momentum. So powerful, Marianne. Now I'm thinking, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, some of the questions that I can ask. So let's do this. Let's play a little role playing. Somebody okay. that's listening and they're like, okay, great. How do I get to that question? So what is something that you could facilitate me or them on, on how to get to that, the awareness? For okay. The okay. So um, if, if you're feeling like you're stuck, right, I'm just mm -hmm. going to grab something maybe. I think I haven't memorized it's fine. Um, oh, here it is. So if if you're you're grappling with anything, work, business, doesn't matter what it is, the number one first question to ask yourself, drum roll, please, mm -hmm. is what do you want? Mm. Nine times out of ten, people don't know what they want. They think they know what they want, they haven't spoken it. What were you gonna say, Joanna? <laughs> It's just like mind bomb, as you said that, because my past partner, he would, we would fight, we'd go back and forth. And then I'd ask, what do you want? He's like, I don't know, but I just don't want you to do that. Wait, wait, I can't help you if you don't know what you want. Anyway, but you're so right, Marianne. We don't know what we want. And many times what we think what we want is a check mark. And are you searching more of like for the feeling then? You know, it doesn't matter. I think just that question will cut through. And then like the layers of the onion, mm -hmm. once you get one answer, you can keep going, well, why do I want that? What okay. do I want from that? You can you can chew on that question and, and probably get unstuck, I would say, most of the time. What that question does is it, it, it approaches, it addresses your hunger. Because mm -hmm. you have to be, you, you know, a, a lot... A lot of times when somebody comes to me and they're really struggling or now and again, I'll have somebody join the, the momentum squad and they never seem to really get it or get anywhere. They're not hungry. Mm. If you're not hungry and you're at the buffet, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to have a soda and kick it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm not interested in that. I want people who are hungry. Right. <laughs> and, and I think even in, in any area of your life, in anything, whether it's, fitness, whether it's spirituality, what do you want? Mm -hmm. So that question will nine times out of 10, just get you going and you're good. But I have five questions. That's the first one. The next right. one is, you know, what are you expecting? Right? So, you know, oftentimes what we expect is uh, this unsaid stuff in our head. We have these expectations, but we haven't actually been honest. We haven't actually put them on the table. Like, for example, you might be going to a networking event and you might be expecting that you're going to get three new clients. Mm -hmm. But the reality is when you actually ask yourself, what am I expecting? And you say three new clients, you realize that's not going to happen. And you, it's a, can you pop it? You get it out your way, right? And then mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, what am I expecting? Ooh, that's fun. That's exciting. I want to lean more towards that. So that's my next question, because what that does is it really helps with your imagination piece and your beliefs and, and, and how you can pull yourself forward. The mm -hmm. third question is now that you've asked those two questions, what action do you feel an impulse to take? So going with your impulses, enjoying the journey is about time space and going with the impulses, not pushing yourself. And it's yeah. not an easy habit to get into because we're used to action binging. 
binging, binging, binging. You've been in bed three months. I've been in bed six months. Um, people are burning themselves out through binging. And it is not a long-term strategy. You know, mm -hmm. we want to enjoy our lifetime, not just mm -hmm. a little part of it. So mm -hmm. what actions do you feel an impulse to take? not what action should you take or could you take Impulse. really listen to your intuition number mm -hmm. four is as you're going along you might then think maybe you're not stuck 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 like you were at the beginning with this first question um maybe you've been in momentum with a project or something and you might ask yourself well what's working and why just getting curious and asking yourself questions what's working and why it's very much what we do in weekly momentum because we look at last week and we go, what's working and why? What was satisfying? What was my favorite moment? How would I have a do-over? Like what's working? And that will create some more momentum because then you're saying more of that, please. And the final question is I really think it's important to embrace change. One of the big things over the last year as well, I've been encouraging all the ladies to do is give themselves permission to change their mind. You create a 90 day plan. You can change the line items on it. You can change your goals. Don't stick to it just because you're gonna get through it because that is not fun. So giving yourself permission to change your mind and even disrupting your reality on purpose regularly and asking things like, what else is possible? Just because things are going along great, why not? Like that's like saying, what's the upgrade? So that mm -hmm. really taps into the change. Those five questions are all based on the five elements to own your momentum: hunger, imagination, action, curiosity, and change. Marianne, so good. I'm gonna put these up on Instagram because I think about when we go through um, weekly momentum with you. And we go through our one thing, like what's your one thing for the week? And yeah. last week when I was with you, my one thing was to clean my house. And then you mm -hmm, facilitated mm -hmm. me on, you know, how long is that going to take you? And it really changed the way I saw it. And I did. I cleaned my house. And every time I heard you go, okay, can you do one hour, Joanna? Okay, what, when? And you were like, do you want to do it in the morning? And it was like you were really mining for gold. And the reason I'm telling you that is because this week, my new weekly one thing is to clean and reorganize my office. So I already cleaned it last week, but now I wanna, I wanna feel really good and sexy in it. So when you were asking, what do you want? It's not for a clean office. What I want is to walk in and feel sexy. Mm -hmm. I wanna walk mm -hmm. in and feel luxurious. I wanna walk into my office and feel like I wanna record a podcast. I wanna be downstairs so that my office upstairs is calling to me because it is so freaking sexy that I want to <laughs> walk up there and, and I'm being called to turn on the record button because I just want to be in that office. Yes. That's what I want. A clean what office. You want, what you want, Joanna, and you, you're going to recognize this language, is a winning environment. And mm -hmm. so what a winning environment is, and it's how I think that we can create momentum it is one of the best ways, is that it, they can be physical environments, this is a great example, and you design it so that it's harder to not do something than to do it. So you create an environment, a, a lot of people, when, when you say winning environment, they think, well, they just, you just need to clean and organize it. Mm -hmm. No, it needs to be so everything is so easy and at your fingertips and 
um, it really it makes your eyes happy and your body happy to be in that like a magnet that's exactly what you're describing it's drawing you towards it you're creating winning environments and if we can create winning environments and they, they can be physical they can also be like a winning social environment of who your friends are how you hang out with your friends um, where you meet your friends you can create winning environments around that around your mindset around your finances you can you can create all of these winning environments so that it's easier to do things it's downstream to do things that will move you towards what you want and it's harder to do things the, the example i always use is and i haven't seen it in decades now but it's the biggest loser i remember when it first came out the house was full of donuts and um, pizza and the contestants would come in and it was a winning environment for them to lose, for them to lose the show, for them to put on weight. And so the producers had deliberately created this environment where it would be it would create drama because it was difficult for them to eat healthy. If you want to eat healthy, you create a winning environment by putting healthy things at, at close by for you to choose from. And so these winning environments are really powerful. Yeah, I love that you that you want it to be sexy. That's great. Yes. And these are those tools. I call them level up tools rather than like so cliche. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, what's your yeah. one thing? What's your goal for the week? Like, yeah, we get it. But it, it's that different, like you said, mining for gold. It makes a big difference. It really makes it's, a big difference. For me, the, you know, what, I, what I've drilled down to over the last 15 years and as I've shifted, honestly, over the last year and a half to the Momentum Squad, focusing even, even more on productivity rather than the nitty gritty is all of the, I've got like 12 tools now that are the main tools that we use all the time. I call them the Dirty Dozen. There are 12 tools that are so ridiculously powerful and simple, they should be outlawed. And it's not about doing the tools correctly. Mm -hmm. It is about using them as an exercise to to upgrade how you're feeling because we we all know from experience when you're happy it's it's more fun to do things when you're not feeling good and you're sad or down or irritated or frustrated you're less likely to do anything and so if we want to create more momentum if we want to be open to impulses if we want to you know, if I want to have that download of being ready to receive great information uh, mm -hmm. that'll move me in the right direction, then I have to be in a good frame of mind to receive that. So all of the tools are just designed so not to the, to get to the destination. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the tools is ideal schedule. And, and that is just about um, the exercise of playing with your time within the constraints of 24-7 and if you could put anything in it. But it's not about getting to the end and having the ideal schedule. It's about the process of doing that, yeah. Oh, yes, you've taught me that, yes. Playing with the time, woo. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm already thinking as we're talking, we're gonna have to do another one. We're gonna have sure. to do like, Yeah, yeah, one I one. wanna do this, yeah, yeah, we could do that. One question that's like burning me before we put a bow on this one, and then we will definitely meet again. DM us both. What questions you have in the future. Mm -hmm. My biggest mm -hmm. question, curious, is what is your takeaway or uh, what have you noticed working with so many people, professionals, business owners over the 15 years 
what is your biggest like, huh, that you've noticed working with them? I think we touched on it already. And I think it is this knowing what you want. You know, coaching session after coaching session, whether it's a group weekly momentum or if I'm working one-on-one with a client, the simplicity of that and the power, it's like a hot Mm -hmm. knife cutting through butter. Mm -hmm. And giving myself permission to go back to those basics, to have that foundation of really those five questions. And from there, you can go anywhere. What I had got caught up in was the nitty gritty details of all of the specifics of how to build a business. And you can do, you know, I I can sit down and I can help someone create a marketing strategy. I can help them map out a funnel or a, a lot of those pieces. And I often do in a coaching session, but none of it means anything if we don't first know what they want. Otherwise, what happens is, I end up helping them create all the stuff. And I'm sure you've all been there where you've gone down all the steps of something and then gone, oh, I don't really want this or I don't know what to do with this. So Mm -hmm. giving myself permission has been, I think, huge to come back to those basics and make that the main offering Mm -hmm. that I give. What do you want is key. Wow. I'm having a lot of like mind bombs because it is so parallel to fitness. I know I'm a stronger fitness coach when I just really focus on the other stuff rather than the actual routines of the fitness. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. the, the past 20 year old Joanna would focus on here's the routines and we're going to change it up or we're going to do this. Nobody changed their body. Very little of my clients. Now that I make it so simple and it's not for everybody, but the ones that do get it, they change. And I do less Marianne and I focus on what they really want and the fitness part will come. It just falls into place. So very simple. I feel like I'm rebuilding my businesses, Marianne, right now, because I did it backwards in my twenties. Like I said, at the beginning, I was successful on paper, but miserable. So now I'm rebuilding Joanna yet my businesses on paper are, are on pause or they're not on the, the burner right now. And I, I'm so okay with that because I'm, I'm enjoying the journey now and I'm like, I will return to that or it will be different. Maybe not return, but it'll be different. And I think that the thing is that I think that you've probably got quite a few people who are listening who are maybe coaches or providing services, even if, if they're doing it within their job or within a community. And I think there is this tendency that we wanna feel valuable. And so we wanna get to these nitty gritty, how to do the squats. And oftentimes mm-hmm. people, that's the sexy thing that people mm-hmm. are drawn to. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so tricky because, you know, you get drawn through ads, or what other people are saying you need to do or doing to these details of how to do the squad or that I need to have a lead magnet for my business or all of these things. But um, what's really gonna move things is when you own your momentum, because then you can do all of these things and you'll have more desire to do them. If, if, they're, if, if you're helping them get to the core of what they want, and asking more of those questions, 
Mm -hmm. then they might get curious and get a few pointers from from you around the squat but they will have asked for it they will be ready to receive it and then they will be able to create a difference with it mm. as opposed to going in the other direction they get the information but there's there's they don't really want the information or we know what to do with it marianne amen because we have it free on youtube every fitness whatever you need is right there anything for business is right there and yet it's still difficult. And like I said, it's the, it's enjoying the journey. It's everything that we've talked about in this past show. Oh my but gosh. It's, it's going to take, I feel like we're, this is a really good time yeah. that we're living in. Yeah. I feel like we're living in a time when people are starting to realize that it's not about the hacks. It's not about the quick fixes. <laughs> yeah. It's about enjoying yourself more. Ooh. It is about taking your time. Ooh. And so I think there is an opening for this shift to happen right now. So it's an exciting time. And honestly, I think my job is to just get clearer at communicating these basics mm. and allowing the people that are ready to receive that to show up. I'm going to take exactly what you just said. Like earlier, like I said, I'm, I'm feel like I'm com confusing my clients. It's getting clear for me, for myself, on exactly, I, I, I'm not the shiny fitness person. I'm not the shiny um, coach. I'm going to do it differently. And how can I unhide with that? How can I shine brighter with that? Because the clients that do have me, they see it. And they're like, Joanna, you're just like a, a secret, so to speak. And I'm like, how do I get clearer? So I, I think too, a big part of it is trust and faith, faith that it's okay. Like for me, it took a, a lot of faith and trust for me to really go, you know what? I'm not going to focus on business. It's still in there. I still have conversations about it, but mm. I'm going to talk about what do you want and these basic questions, because mm. I know that's going to move and impact and help more people. Mm -hmm. But it took a lot of faith for me to do that. And so as I look mm. at this year coming up, for example, I'm helping all the ladies right now. We're all creating our annual blueprints, which is a one page plan for the year. And my big one annual goal, like my theme for the year, I feel like it's going to be something along the lines of, you know, having faith in the fun. And what I mean by that is just trusting. That if I, like what you were just saying, just trusting that that's true and not because it, it was almost the way you said it just now was almost like it was a question. How can I, you can by just knowing, just mm. being, just believing. Um, and we hear a lot of that. And I think um, people make fun of it. I think you have to do it in the right way. You have to be clear. You have to legitimately feel good, not BS feel good. Um, but I think if you do, and you're using those tools and able to be present and feel good and ask questions, you can have faith that it, it's all going to work itself out. Those right people will show up. I think oftentimes when we're as, as the business owners or the coaches or the consultants or the trainers, when we're trying to figure out how can I get that perfect client, we actually attract the unperfect clients because um, they're trying to figure out how can I do this, wanting this kind of D 
different way of doing things, the, the old school way of doing things that we were saying we didn't want to do anymore. And so when we're saying, how can I do this? It's almost like we're attracting exactly what we don't want. But if we just trust and believe and get really clear and can really stand in that place of this is what I want and this is what I'm expecting and this is the action that I feel the impulse to take and this is what's really working for me and why to just boost you up and then ask yourself, what's the upgrade out here? What else is possible? That's going to create more. That's going to bring those ideal clients to you. What else is possible? Oh, Marianne, I came in. I was like, we're just going to do 30 minutes, but dang, this is too good. I know everybody's like, more, more. And Erica, she put a comment. My two favorite people. And this is so good. Thanks, Erica, for watching and listening. Oh, Marianne, we will. I will definitely, we got to do this again. And it was yes. like, you reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, why haven't she been on the podcast? Like, I'm just like, like, I want to be on your podcast. Duh. It was like, yeah, I know that was pretty dumb. Okay. Come on, Joanna. Like, I didn't even like think so funny. So thank you for reaching out because that was a gift. You. This, right. was and, so and good. this creates more like I, I have enjoyed this so much having these really good conversations and just chewing on questions and getting curious and having fun. The energy of that is just what we need more of in the world. Really great conversation. Thank you so much, Joanna. Thank you, Marianne, for helping contribute. Because every time I have these conversations, I walk away and I the ripple effect that mm -hmm. my life has, hopefully that your mm -hmm. life has, everybody listening just from this one conversation. And thank you for helping me name the Get Up Girl. And thank you for everything over the years, Marianne. Mm, thank and you. Congratulations on everything. Just congratulations on on spreading this this all these tools and mm -hmm. sharing it with other people because I then share it, right? And it helps other people. It's really thank cool you. when people around me go, I asked my so-and-so what their favorite moment of the day was. So knowing that you were the ripple effect in somebody else's life. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, if they're interested in working with you, they can go to, is it, uh, it's MomentumSquad.com. It's yeah. not the, so there's no the. MomentumSquad.com. You can also, uh, are you mostly on Facebook more than Instagram? Yeah, yeah, but I am on Instagram as well. So you, you can find me there, but mainly yeah. Facebook. The Get Up Diva on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we we'll have everything in the show notes, but Go to MomentumSquad.com. Her website has so many tools. I mean, she has about 4,000 websites, but you'll find something. <laughs> Go to that one. Okay? Like we said, we're always changing and evolving. That's why I'm like, they're like, you've been with her for 15 years. You don't know her website? Hey, she has a lot. She yeah. has I, right? I'm like, yeah. I have so many. So which one are we going to yeah. go to? Side yeah. note, love you, Marianne. Thank you so I much for being here. love you too. Thank you so much, sweetie. And until next time, if you want different in your life, remember to choose different. Love you all. Let's get back up and let's energetically expand. Thanks, Marianne. We'll see you next time. Okay. You thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. 
I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.